Welcome to Awario Marketing Talk, a podcast where we uncover digital marketing secrets. Welcome to Awario Marketing Talk. I'm Anna, your host, and today we are joined by Amber Romero, a social media strategist and a social media agency owner. Hi, Amber. Could you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Yes, my name is Amber Romero and I'm the owner of A Creative Co, a boutique social media agency in the United States. And I uh, service and help women entrepreneurs in the creative space. As many people, I think I came around your content on social media, especially TikTok, and I was really inspired by your social media marketing journey. Could you tell me more about it? How did you get into social media marketing? And how did you start your own agency? Yeah, of course. So first and foremost, I went to college right after like a really big recession here in the United States. Um, and so I honestly, I went to college first and foremost for like medical field and just absolutely hated it, didn't love it. And I switched my major to marketing. And from there, it was about 2012, 2013 that I graduated from college and I was able to secure a bunch of internships and positions and things like that and really found myself in the marketing world. Uh, I worked for like larger companies, you know, did the corporate America thing mm -hmm. and I was on a big team of people. So I got to see a lot of dis different aspects of marketing. I did a lot of ghostwriting, proposal writing. Uh, you know, I used to kind of know Not anymore. I used to know paid advertising on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really got to see, and I found a passion inside of organic social media marketing. I love the content creation aspect because I was able to take creativity and combine it with my love of psychology and marketing. Uh, so definitely had the whole corporate career, slowly transitioned into freelancing, and then now mm -hmm. eventually owning my own agency. Leading a social media agency at such a young age seems like a big task. How was it to start your own agency? Was it scary? How did you manage your expectations and pressures going into it? Of course, yeah. So it honestly happened a little bit more organically than I thought it would. Um, you know, so again, after transitioning away from being a marketing manager into freelancing in social media, uh, you know, I'd have a couple of clients and it was just me. And I soon realized that, okay, the only way to grow my income, my revenue, I need to do a little bit more raised my prices, really started to, my agency is actually, I only founded it in 2019. I freelanced for a while, did a lot of stuff. Uh, but I was like, you know what, it's time to take this to the next level. And by doing so, you know, I created this brand, A Creative Co. And it grew very rapidly. And I brought on team members, brought on a lot of clients. And it got to a point, especially during like the pandemic over the last year, I started to hit a ceiling and I was like, you know, I don't want to, my agency, I'm not going to be Gary Vee. I'm not going to be this big agency owner. I was like, I truly want to develop that boutique model. So I actually lessened my clients, increased revenue and increased prices and kept my team. So it, I'm a little bit different of an agency owner. I definitely don't want the big swanky office. So I think the, the expectations and some of the you know, the things that we might experience uh, if we're growing a large company, I don't have those as much, mm -hmm. which I'm grateful for. Uh, so I definitely keep my agency smaller scale, but it's mm -hmm. still, you know, having team members and trying to grow a business is always scary, yeah. but it's, you know, I dialed it back because I saw myself getting to a place I didn't want to be, so. 
You talk about managing a boutique social media agency. What does this boutique label mean for you? Yeah, so uh, again, around uh, this time last year, I was hitting about like the 15 clients per month, uh, servicing them monthly. And then I would have uh, strategy sessions, one-off projects, things like that. Now I've really dialed it back. I have less than five month in and month out. So servicing their organic social media on a monthly basis, on a monthly retainer. And then now I am working back into more of those working one-on-one, -on -one, more of the consultation and building out my product space, um, which is, again, that's kind of why I want that boutique feel, is that I can serve my clients at a much higher level by having less clients. So that's kind of what that boutique model looks like. And I have different revenue streams now. Whereas before this time last year, my only revenue stream was coming in through those monthly retainer clients and there's only so much i can do as a person and obviously i have a team but we were reaching our maximum point and i, I just it didn't want to i didn't want to go any further so that's kind of what i view that boutique model as is i'm serving as more than just a social media manager i'm a true social media expert and partner for my clients versus you know somebody that's just day in, day out, just doing some administrative stuff. I'm like, no, I'm truly your strategist and your partner in this. So that's mm -hmm. kind of what that looks like. And having experience to this flow of clients, having so many clients, do you have any tips for other social media managers on how to stay organized, not miss deadlines and stuff like that? I actually invested in one of my team members. She is not only my VA, but she's a project manager and productivity expert. So I really, really recommend people. That's the very first thing is if you find that you're lacking organization or missing deadlines is to really find a partner for your business, a VA, whatever this looks like, a business manager um, that you truly can give your trust into. So I give her the reins of everything because it got to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Um, and then secondly, I used to use, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Trello. It's like mm -hmm. a, a kind of a project management yeah. tool. And I found there were limitations with that program. So she is also certified in Asana. So I switched my entire team over to Asana. Um, and that has been the number one easiest way to maintain organization and deadlines and stuff like that. So those are my top two tips for sure. Okay, thanks for the advice. Uh, so let's circle back a little bit to like organic social media management. If there was a company that didn't pay attention to social media before and we needed to strategize for them, what would be the first step? What is your first thing to do when planning a social media strategy? Yeah, so I always recommend to people um, this is called a bunch of different things, but I call them content pillars. You're going to see them called content buckets, content topics, whatever that looks like. And in order to jump into the organic social media game, a lot of people just start posting without a strategy. And I, I recommend that you don't do that. <laughs> I always say, let's figure out our content pillars. And for anybody listening that doesn't quite know what content pillars are, they're essentially, I say, pick between three and five different topics in your business that you could talk about all day long. I always give this example of, if you were given a five minute notice to give a 30 minute presentation that you did not prepare for, what would you talk about and how could you talk about it? Um, so for instance, my five content pillars are social media tips, 
content marketing tips, business tips. I always do like some kind of promotion, you know, cause I want to obviously promote my business and then storytelling or personal posts. So, and the best way that I do this, and again, I do this a little differently than some marketers is I align a content pillar with days of the week. And this really helps maintain consistency because again, people that don't jump into social media, uh, organic posting, they'll post a ton of stuff for like a week or two yeah. and then fall into the earth. So those are kind of my big two things is figure out what content you want to post have a strategy around it don't divert from it so like i'm not going to post uh about my outfits or i'm not gonna that's just not my you know my expertise so and then this helps maintain that consistency if you can only show up twice a week perfect show up twice a week and make sure it's strategic so those are my big two tips there thank you yeah i think consistency is really important because many social media platforms and algorithm take it into consideration when they decide which content to highlight. Regarding social media mistakes, what are some common mistakes that you see and how can people avoid them? Yeah, I was gonna, there's definitely two that come to mind. So the first one is that a lot of clients that come to me or just anybody that's in my DMs, they think social media is the end all be all of their marketing and they expect instant results. And the thing with organic social media, because of the free nature of it, it's not gonna fix all your marketing problems overnight. So that's always number one. You know, we always hear, I want the 10,000 followers. I wanna make more money. I wanna get more clients. Want... And I'm like, it, there's a long game and it comes in the form of strategic content. So it's not gonna solve your problems overnight. So I always give everybody that. That caveat and say hey this isn't gonna work tomorrow we need to develop strategy over months and months and months and then number two a lot of people what I see and believe me I've done this in the past too really the way that organic social media is going right now users like the end user they can read through kind of the the bs the crap um you know so we really as business owners we have to serve them um we can't just go on instagram anymore and post about a sale like hey i have 30 percent off my products no we have to educate them entertain them uh anytime i'm doing some kind of promotional post i love creating memes or mm -hmm. gifts or something that's fun that they, you know, or a quote post so that they can still share it on their feeds. They'll share it to their stories. They interact with it, but I'm selling as well. Um, so I never just go out and post, Hey, you know, my product just launched, go buy it. You know, I'm making sure there's some kind of value or education behind it for my followers. So those are the two big misconceptions that I see a lot on social media marketing for sure. So another tip I wanted to ask you, uh, for any brand and company that currently does social media, what's one thing that can introduce to their social media routine or change in their strategy that would improve their social media management? Yeah, anything having to do with video marketing. Um, so, you know, I could give off a, a ton of different apps, but I use something called InShot, it's all on my phone, um, or just using the native platform of Instagram Reels or even inside of TikTok. Uh, that is like, the biggest improvement for any client that I have right now as far as growing their following, hitting their goals, things like that. Uh, introducing some form of video marketing. So we've been having fun. It, again, it kind of comes back to the consistency 
uh, show up once a week on Reels, show up once a week on Instagram Live and share it to your feed. Um, you know, it, it can be as easy as that. We don't need to break out all the expensive equipment anymore. Uh, I have tons of equipment. I have really nice cameras and vast majority of the time I'm doing stuff on my computer and my phone. Um, so I always tell people like, let's refine it. Let's make it easier because that's what people want to see too. It's a little bit more relatable. So when everybody asks me for my favorite tools and tricks, I'm like, do what you have with the equipment that you have. So figure out how to maximize things on your phone, maximize tools that you have. But yeah, any kind of video marketing uh, type of stuff to go out on social media is the best right now. Do you have any tips for a hashtag strategy to use? Yes. So I recently had actually a viral TikTok for a hashtag strategy. Um, and I kind of broke down exactly. It's, it'd be hard to do on a podcast version. Um, but essentially what I do for myself and for my clients, um, I do. I'm one of the marketers that I still believe you should max out all 30 hashtags. Um, and I'm like, it's a free resource. Are hashtags working the way that they used to? No. Um, there's definitely some new, you know, hashtags don't work as well as they used to, let's just say. Um, but I'm like, it's a free resource. It's a free tool. It's free discoverability. Uh, so why wouldn't we not max out on all of them? So the way that I break this down is that, uh, again, coming back to those content pillars, I have a different set of hashtags to go with each content pillar. So again, I have five content pillars. I have five different groups of hashtags. And in those groups of hashtags, it can be broken down into craziness. Again, if you guys want to see it, I actually write it all down on my TikTok. Um, but I do 10 branded or location specific hashtags, meaning hashtag a creative co Tampa social media owner or something like that. Then I go into making sure that I have high competition, medium competition and low competition hashtags. And what I mean by this is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and use a bunch of hashtags that say social media or social media management because there are so many people using those hashtags. So I'll use a good variety of a lot of high competition hashtags and some that are low competition. And that might look something like Canva tips, tricks and hacks. Like not a lot of people are using that so that if somebody did look that up or did come across my content, they would discover me a little bit easier. So again, I kind of give the full breakdown and the tool that I like using is called Flick Tech. They help uh, kind of figure out which ones are high, medium and low. So you're not having to do it all by yourself. Um, but the other thing that I want to say about hashtags, again, people use it as an end all be all type of uh, resource. They think, OK, I'm going to max out my 30 hashtags. My content's going to perform a lot higher. And that's just not simply the truth. Hashtags will take a great piece of content and spread it to more people. But if your content isn't good, hashtags aren't going to help. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm going to be mean. I will give you guys the truth, but you have to have a foundation of good content for hashtags to work the way you want them to work. So, yeah, I think it's a great advice. Speaking about tools for hashtags, I use Averia to analyze hashtags and find these high, medium and low competition hashtags that you talk about. Averia immediately tells you how many times a hashtag was used, what kind of people used it where did they use it and more. So you get a ton of data. Speaking about analytics, what is your approach to social media analytics? What kind of metrics do you track? What you pay attention to? Yeah, so for me and for my business, obviously I'm looking at a lot of different analytics that I don't think is necessary for every single business owner. 
Um, yeah, I use a software both for scheduling and for analytics. It's called Later. Um, and that gives me a high overview that I can deliver to my clients on a monthly basis. I do get the monthly reporting and what it's going to look a lot different for each of my clients. So if I have a product based business, um, one of my clients, she is an e-commerce, we care more about, um, her conversion rate for her link in bio. We care more about people going to her website, to shopping her products through Instagram. Uh, so we care more about those analytics, whereas I have another client who is an influencer and is launching a book. So we kind of care a little bit more about that's the time, that's the time that I do kind of care about profile visits and engagement rate and followers because it's going to matter during her book launch phase. So you really have to, as a business owner, sit down and look at, okay, what are my overall business goals? Then what are my overall marketing goals and align that with the analytics. So for instance, this year. Uh, or actually last year I was in a growth phase. So I did care a little bit more about my follower account. This year, I really just want to get down to the nitty gritty. I wanna see people saving my content or sharing my content. That matters more to me because I wanna distinguish myself as an industry expert. I want people to value my content. So those are the kind of analytics I look at over like my follower growth this year. So it really just depends on your goals and it's gonna look different for different business owners for sure. Yeah, that's a great advice. And my last question is maybe a bit silly or not that serious. I know that you're active on TikTok and Instagram, but I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite social media platform between TikTok and Instagram? Who would win? TikTok. I love Instagram, but I am definitely, I see how revolutionary TikTok is right now. And for me, the only thing that's missing from TikTok is I, I do miss out on the community aspect. Um, Instagram still has a very strong connection. I can have conversations and DMs and comments, whereas TikTok, that is definitely a little bit harder. Um, and the community aspect isn't there. But for if you're trying to grow and grow your business, TikTok is where it's at. So yes, I, I, I have to say TikTok. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amber, for coming to our podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it was very insightful. If people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Yes, so, uh, you know, the two we just mentioned, Instagram and TikTok, I am A underscore Creative Co on Instagram and then A Creative Co on TikTok. Uh, and then other than that, I have some new stuff launching soon. So I'll have a blog coming out and my highly requested YouTube channel, because that's the one thing people tell me on you or on TikTok. They're like, can you please do a longer tutorial on YouTube? So some of that is coming, so stay tuned, but I'll announce that on all my social platforms as well. Thank you for listening to Awario Marketing Talk. Hit the subscribe button if you are new to our talks. If you are a long-term listener, do not forget to like, comment, and share. Leave the questions down below if you want us to cover some specific topic. Stay tuned for our updates.